This episode of I Work For Him is brought to you by SaferNet, online at safernet.com. You've tuned into I Work For Him, the voice of collaboration for the faith and work movement. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Well, let's find out right now. You know, it's a fact. Women make up 55% of the workforce. 36% of the workforce identify as born-again believers in Jesus Christ. That makes 19,800,000 Christian working women. Today, we focus on celebrating the Christian working woman. Why? Because they deserve it, of course. Christian working women have been given a unique set of gifts, talents, and spiritual abilities to walk within their workplace, be like Jesus, and do work with excellence. We don't often hear sermons celebrating Christian working women, but you're going to hear a conversation today that highlights how God intended for Christian working women to be ministers in their workplace, too. Catherine Gates and Amy Cedrone join us today from the Polish Network, online at polishnetwork.org. These two ladies are world changers, and we're excited that you get to meet them now. Catherine and Amy, welcome to I Work For Him. Oh Great to be gosh. here. Thank you so much. We're so glad to be here. So, Amy, we're going to just start with you. Tell us a little bit about your um, work story. What led you to be, and then what led you to be the leader at Polished? Yeah, thanks for asking. It was kind of a a bumpy journey to get here. And I think a lot of women share that kind of same journey, you know. But I, I started out in the medical field back when I was young and before children. So I have a, a kind of a work a business or a traditional work background. But then my husband and I were called into uh, missions. And so we started pursuing uh, full-time missionary work. And then uh, the Lord changed our direction there uh, when my my mother got sick with Alzheimer's. And so we became some of her caregivers. And through that, went to seminary. So plan B, you know, I think plan B stands for plan best. Uh, you know, it's the, it's the one that we typically end up with, not our plan A. Went to seminary, uh, had a ministry role as a, as a pastor, a woman's pastor, young adult pastor at a church, a teaching pastor. And then uh, through that, I was asked to speak at a Polish uh, webinar. And uh, my friend, uh, Catherine and I both have a dear friend, Joy Dahl, who is the executive director at Polish Network at the time, asked me to come on as a national director because Polish was expanding. And I said yes to the Lord. It seemed like the, the next faithful step. And then uh, when uh, Joy moved on from this role, I was approached to be uh, the executive director. So that's kind of my trajectory into this faith and work uh, ministry that we have. So that's my journey. So why, before we go on to Catherine, just tell us really what's Polished all about. I mean, just give us the yeah. third second infomercial on Polished. Yeah. You know, what we, we try to do is we try to embolden women in their faith and work. And when we say embolden, we think that this encapsulates equipping, empowered, empowering, and encouraging women. And so we want them to be bold as leaders in their workplace. We want them to lead with excellence. We want them to grow as as leaders and influence makers in their work. So we have professional development opportunities for for that. But we also want them to be bold in their faith. We want them to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. Because we do believe, like you said in your intro, that a, a woman's ministry, her mission field is right between her feet. And so we want them to be bold in both how they lead and how they lead their their Christian walk as well. That's great imagery because I'm picturing a toddler between their feet, 
feet and I'm, I'm picturing the garbage on the floor and their feet and then i'm picturing them at the wall as they're walking in high heels on their feet that's a great great image i love that Catherine gates is also with us today and we go way back with Catherine gates we first met Catherine gates when she was working within the work matters organization then she went on to be part of women in the marketplace out of cincinnati ohio and now you're with polished Catherine. it's an amazing journey we've watched and walked alongside with you what led you to be part of polished today it has been an amazing, amazing journey, Jim. Um, it really has. I've been reflecting on it actually the last couple of weeks, especially as we launched our second Polish chapter in the Northwest Arkansas area in Salem Springs. And, and just looking at a couple of the women in the room who were part of what we had started back in 2017 that was called Christian Women in the Workplace. So my journey has been, you know, my career journey has been very circuitous. If you, Look back now, I can see how God's hand was in all of it, and he hasn't wasted anything. And I just want to say that as an encouragement to those women who may feel a little lost in the, in the wilderness in their career, God doesn't waste a moment of it. I mean, I started out as a programmer, software developer. I've done sales training and instructional design, worked for a small nonprofit that helped bring mothers into community with other mothers. And so I do have, God really started putting women more heavily on my heart in terms of serving them in their work, you know, many years ago. But certainly after I started working for Work Matters in 2013, I was meeting with a lot of different women who were expressing the frustration they were experiencing because they were struggling to find community with other working women who cared about integrating their faith into their work. They'd go to business networking events and meet people, but there was no conversation about their faith. They'd go to church events, or maybe they couldn't because they were scheduled at times that conflicted with their work or their family time. Um, and, but even when they did, they weren't encouraged in their work. There was not a lot of conversation about women in the workplace and how to support that. Um, and so we thought, let's just do something ourselves, right? So we started just a grassroots Christian women in the workplace. We, we started meeting for offering women the opportunity to meet over lunch, bring in a speaker. And oh my goodness, women were starving for it. Women would show up like, you know, months into it for the first time and say, how did I not know about this? I've needed this for so long. And that's when we started thinking, how do we make this available to more working women across the country? And that's when I connected with Kathy Book, who had founded Women in the Marketplace at the same time we started Christian Women in the Workplace, 2017. Mm -hmm. And we started talking about how we could collaborate. She's got a very collaborative heart as well. And so what ended up happening was I joined Women in the Marketplace in 2021 as their executive director. And that very same month, is when I got introduced to Joy Dahl and the Polish Network. They were about to launch their very first conference. And I had just come off of organizing the Work Matters Conference, which was not my primary job, but it just so happened in 2020 that, that we just needed all hands on deck. And so I stepped in. And, um, and so I had a lot of information and resources and speaker ideas and connections to share with Joy. So our collaboration really started there. And then it, that went so well that we decided, Hey, let's come along the Polish network, like really 
put our money where our mouth is literally, come in and, and collaborate with them to make sure this Boldly Conference can continue in 2022. And so we supported it financially. I, I joined the team. And I got to tell you, Jim and Martha, I would be in those team meetings and I would be like, you know what? If anybody was watching us, you wouldn't know that we work for two different organizations. Mm. It was such a blast that Kathy Book, Mm -hmm. by the time Boldly came around, she said, you know what? I feel like the Lord is calling us to consider coming together, like really, truly being one organization. And so we've covered that in prayer. That has definitely been a Holy Spirit-led journey. And um, we've gone deep into prayer with it. Tracy Matthews from Attune to Grow has been a facilitator for us and really supported us along this journey. And I'll tell you, it is just the best. We've had to come at it with very open hands, everybody contributing, everybody having more of a kingdom mindset. And it has been just a dream come true beyond anything I could have imagined. You know, which is not um, something to take lightly. Right. That is a huge thing for two organizations to decide to come together and to, um, to merge in, in spirit, already being merged in spirit. I mean, just through hearing your testimony, like, um, it, but to be able to organizationally and personnel wise and everything come together for one common good. And, you know, I just really want to celebrate that. Thank you for sharing that. I love hearing the diversity of both of your backgrounds because God has had you. Like you said, he never wastes anything. You know, he has been building on your um, your work life for such a time as this. And I'm curious to know. Um, first, let's just talk about like right now in your work. Do you feel, uh, Amy, like you are celebrated um, by those around you that support you spiritually and in your in your in your church? Yeah. Yes and no. You know, the people that are around me at church, absolutely. Um, by this team that I work with, by these amazing uh, just kind of uh, cohorts in ministry. We have, we have connections with some amazing, amazing organizations. And there's a lot of conversation happening right now amongst organizations in faith and work for women uh, in those arenas where we really are seeing this coming together. Uh, and, and that's been just a beautiful thing, celebrating what one another does well talking about how we can find alignment and, uh, and those kinds of things. And so I do feel celebrated by that, you know, uh, but I still think there's work to do. I think that, uh, you know, Billy Graham said that the workplace was going to be the next, you know, big mission field. And I think more and more people need to know about what's happening uh, in the faith and work arena. And so I, I, by nature of uh, the need to get that message out to help women envision their workplace as their mission field, there's still work to be done. I'd love to be celebrated in those places where we have yet to step, step our foot. One of the reasons why we brought Catherine Gates on as our VP of Business Partnerships, you guys know, I call Catherine the human bridge. She is just a connector of people uh, in such a beautiful way God uses her like that. Uh, but we we want to expand our reach. And with her background, uh, being able to get into some uh, different businesses that we haven't been able to break through yet, uh, development of ERGs, employment resource groups is on her radar. Uh, she's starting something called collaboratories, which are uh, leadership peer groups. 
And these are ways that we're hoping to break into some of those spaces where we are not yet. And hopefully we'll be celebrated because of that. But I do feel very supported by those around me who know what we're doing at the Polish Network. We just know that the harvest is still plentiful. Well, and I, Amy, I just, I love how you and Catherine have come together, taken women in the marketplace and the Polish Network and come together and just created an even better Polish Network. And I'm super excited. We're going to talk a little later in the show about the Boldly Conference coming up here Mm -hmm. in October, 2023. Uh, But I just want to celebrate and, and congratulate the two of you for saying, okay, this is the Holy Spirit's ministry. Women working, Christian working women are such a valuable resource that we need to feed into and we can do this more effectively together. There's economies of scale to be had, but there's also an efficiency and effectiveness that can happen when the two of us work together. Uh, and yes, we compete with Catherine with the connectedness. We're always, we're always trying to compete with who knows more people. That's right. But we, we get that. <laughs> but I just, I, I, I want everybody listening. If you are running an organization uh, and there's another organization out there doing the same thing or very similar to what you're doing, consider joining forces because you can save money, do things more effectively when you work together. That's what Jesus said in John 17. They'll know that you're my followers when you walk in unity. Unity. Yeah, it's, it's important. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jim, one of the things that we've really seen is this gap in this conversation about Christian working women, and you are such an advocate for the Christian working women that we ended up creating She Works for Him for the Everyday Christian Working Woman. And that included a season of podcasts where Catherine is actually one of my co-hosts and um, the She Works for Him book where Catherine actually contributed a, a chapter. So if anyone reads these stories of the 18 different women and how God has worked in their workplace, it is an encouragement and a resource for them um, to walk this journey out. And um, for any size donation, we would be happy to send you a copy of the She Works for Him book found on our website at iworkforhim.com. If you go there, um, we actually have a little fish icon that says she works for him there, and that can navigate you to all of this she works for him content that is there. So Catherine, question back to you. What is the best way that you see to support a Christian working woman? I have seen, Jim, Christian working women, as I started to say earlier, They need community. They need to know they're not alone. And I'll tell you, over the last few years, isolation has only increased, especially for working women. And so what they need more than anything is that opportunity to connect with other working women to realize, oh, I'm not the only one struggling with this. I'm not a, I'm not a terrible person because I'm dealing with this. I, Oh, I do have something to contribute. Oh, I, I know how to, how to do that. Or I, this is a way I can grow through that. These are strategies. You know, we need community to see that, um, there are ways to, um, work together, to encourage each other. We need to pray with and for one another. You know, so that community is so key. I've seen it again and again when somebody comes to a polished chapter luncheon. They're, like literally, I've seen women in tears because they finally found a place where they can be themselves, where they can bring their whole selves, where it is safe, they can be vulnerable and authentic and encouraged and, and also share and contribute to other women. And so that's number one is just that community, but also Christian working women need resources to help them grow in their leadership. 
regardless of whether they want to be in the C-suite or in an executive's role, or they want to be their best as an individual contributor and be able to contribute to the strategies and success of the organization, they need leadership resources. And that's why we've started the WIM collaboratories, those leadership peer groups that Amy mentioned, as well as um, we are offering workshops. And of course, at our events and at our conferences, we are always bringing amazing women who can share their leadership journey and women can learn from them as well. You know, I love where this conversation is going. And when we and any of the listeners that are leaning in right now and saying, you know, I either am that person that needs that or I know someone that needs that in their life. And um, so, you know, that's why we have these conversations, why, why we bring it to our listeners so that they can know that there is that resource out there to help with that support and encouragement and connectivity. So, Amy, I would love to, a lot of people, you know, don't really... I'm trying to figure out why you're not going to ask me this question. What? So, the question Martha's going to ask Amy is, you know, what advantages do Christian working women bring to the table that Christian working men don't? Well, I'm thinking the things... Okay, uh, let you me give us. you my perspective, and I'll get Amy's perspective. I love I, that. Because I just, you know, here's the deal. This is one of the things, I mean, She Works for Him is kind of almost my idea, sort of. I mean, Christian working women bring, they bring nurturing to the workplace because they actually have feelings and they're, they've never been taught to stuff those feelings inside. So <laughs> they bring a sensitivity to people that men don't typically bring. One of the other things that I think is super powerful that women bring to the work- workplace that men don't is the ability to hear the voice of God more clearly. Women have an inroad to hearing God's voice better than men. I don't know how to explain it other than it's a connectivity inside. So, Amy, those are two things I see. I mean, also sensitivity. I mean, grace and mercy and sensitivity, those things that just seem to be emboldened or um, how about this? How about the built right into the DNA of women that doesn't always Well, what you often say, Jim, is when God took the rib out of Adam, some of those things that went out of Adam, but took the (laughs) rib to make Eve, some of those things that came out that were more dominant in the female, you know, are those things that you were, that you were speaking about. Um, Not universally. We have, we know that we all have different things that we are lacking in our lives as far as mercy and grace and things like that. But in general, we do bring those things to the table differently. Um, Amy, is there anything else you would add to that of what you see that women do bring to the table to help? Yeah. I'm so grateful that you asked the question. And, it, and Jim, I love hearing from a brother in Christ. That's right. Uh, what, how, how you value women and what they bring to the table. So I just want to say thank you from the, from the top here that you would even be willing to share that and, and, and recognize what Carolyn Custis James calls the blessed alliance. You know, we're not the same. Men and women are not the same. But man, they're, they were created to co-labor together. That You're talking about the garden. You're, man, Genesis, that's my jam. You know, and they were created to work together. And what I, I love how she calls it the blessed alliance. And so there are things that are unique to women. But I think one of the things I would add is that when men and women work together and value one another, you increase your perspective. There are things that uh, men are designed by, I think, by the Lord that they bring to the workplace. And I think women in the same way bring certain traits. I'll give you another one to add to your list. This idea, this ability to multitask. One of the things we're talking about at the, at the Boldly Conference is just this mental load 
that women carry. For example, you know, working women still go home, make dinner, take it, especially if they have children, take care of, you're usually the leaders as far as taking care of their kids, um, those kinds of things. So they, they have a lot of things extra on their plate that they can juggle. I think we have a, can I use the, can I make a term juggle ability? I think that uh, <laughs> that women can bring to the table too, but that's not a, a deficit for men. I think that there's just unique traits that we bring. And so the, the, the thought about men and women working together and what do women bring, what they bring is a fuller perspective. And that's only going to help and, uh, and strengthen an organization or a business place when mm-hmm. both of those things are both of those when we widen our perspective. Well, I just in defense of all men listening to the show today. I mean, it, you know, we're task oriented. That's how we shop. And that's how we do things. We start and we want to finish a task. And if it's left undone, it drives us crazy. But that's where the multitasking. I mean, you can do five things at one time. You can't really do five things at one time, but you can have five open things going at one time. And it's okay. I can't handle that. I need counseling if I have five open things at one time. We need both. That's the point. We need both. In fact, there's been some research done where if a company has one woman, even just one woman on the board versus a company that has all men, that company will outperform those other companies by 26%. Just because of that diverse perspective, just because of some of the points, Jim, that you made of that more people-oriented focus, that nurturing, that intuition that women bring that's heightened. Not that men don't have it, but women tend to have a heightened sense of that. And so, I mean, yeah, we need to we need to make sure that we're elevating the women as well. Working together. It's a theology thing, and people don't think about it this way. Everything that was in Adam was in Adam and Eve. God just thought we had two bodies, but they had to come together as one to represent what they were before, all in Adam. And so when Eve was taken out of Adam. All of those gifts, talents, and abilities that now were in woman used to be in man. And so it created a deficit, but also those things that were in Eve are not in Adam. And so they have to come together as one. And that works in marriage. It works in the marketplace. It works everywhere. It should also work in the four walls church, which is why I want to go into the next question. What is the best way for our local bodies of Christ to celebrate the spiritual gifts of Christian working women? Is it by asking them to constantly serve in the nursery? It really, it it really well, is to to make sure that women have opportunities to share their experiences, their expertise, their leadership. Um, you know, just as a man might be asked to be an elder, and I'm not going to go into the different philosophies about that. I, I, you know, let's just just be inclusive of everybody. But there are still leadership roles that women can be asked to take on in the church. They can be asked to mentor. I'll tell you, one of the things that comes to mind with this question is the huge deficit of discipleship. We need Mm. more discipleship. And so we need more working women who have succeeded, who have experienced to be mentoring and leading the the less experienced working women, the other other women. But that whole idea of discipleship is such an overwhelming and and, and just people hear that word disciples like, I can't disciple. Yeah. Really, we need it. We need to shift the thinking, shift the understanding of discipleship to understand that it's really mentoring because it's really, I'm going to take my Jesus life that's in me 
And I'm going to walk alongside you so you can experience my Jesus life in me while we're working through life together. That's exactly right. It's mentoring and disciples at the same time because people would think, well, I don't have, I don't have a curriculum to go through disciples. You know what? Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't have a curriculum and neither did Paul or Peter or James or John. They just lived life alongside each other and they lived their Jesus life alongside somebody who needed it to learn from them. So I'm just interested. I'm sorry, Martha. I kind of jumped in. I get That's outside. okay. That's hey, all right. Amy. <laughs> yeah. Amy, I love it. Do you ever get tired of being asked to serve in the nursery at your church? <laughs> I have never been asked to be served in, my, in the nursery. My right? husband served ah. in the nursery. And not That's even kidding. But, you know, I think to answer that question, it's a good question. What can churches do? They can know and find out, seek to understand what the gifts and abilities are of the women in their congregations. Don't just assume that they can, that this is where they're, they're best fit because they're a female. But what could they, could they do some kind of deep dive into the spiritual giftedness of their congregation and then find uh, places to then plug them in according to their gifts and according to their abilities there in the church? The other thing I would say is that to, to know about organizations like I work for him and she works for him and resource the working women in your church so that they can grow. And same thing with tell them about Polish, uh, encourage a watch group for the Boldly Conference, do those things. A lot of times working women can't attend the Wednesday morning Bible study because they're at work. So what else are you doing as a church to equip working women and to resource working women? That's another thing that they could do. Uh, One of the things I I just want to add to that, if I could. But you already started Um, going at Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of the things that, um, to Amy's point, you know, there there are so many Bible studies that are happening in churches that are at times that just working women, it doesn't it doesn't work for them. Um, However, first of all, there are resources out there to help working women understand how to integrate their faith at work. But then you can also equip those women to be to do outreach into their workplaces to bring those resources and create a small group, get a small group of women together in their workplaces over lunch to go through some of these materials. That way, they're all, not only are they studying God's word, but they're also doing professional development. They're growing in their professional lives as leaders, as workers, as coworkers, as teammates, um, to understand what it looks like to bring your whole self to work so they can be their best selves. So that's another Another thing to consider is how can a church equip those women to do outreach to women who maybe aren't going to step foot in a church otherwise? Mm. That's such a good point. And I love this conversation about um, the church seeing that role and how to equip, not for just within the four walls, right? Because it, that is what we do in other areas, you know, whether it's a visitation program or whether it's a, a sports program. You know, what is the church doing to help the Christian working woman live out her mission that God's called her to and that and that workforce that may never that probably will never step foot inside the church, but we can minister to them every day in our workplace. You know, what I love is that, you know, a, a, a balanced church that is an effective church in a local community is a church that recognizes the spiritual giftedness of all of the human beings within its walls. And that's something we need to do. And I'm, and I'm sick and tired of constantly. I mean, even in our class in our small little town, they come in, a woman comes in and says, Hey, there's little kids here today. Can somebody volunteer the nursery? She never asks the guys. She always goes to the women. So speaking of the church nursery, God has given us a nurturing nature. Some of us have bigger nurturing natures than others. 
And that nurturing nature wants to provide and protect. And an area of protection that is becoming more and more necessary is with our digital devices. Martha and I use SaferNet VPN on all of our equipment and phones to protect us from the evil lurking around for ways to destroy us and our ministry. Their 84 website filters, internet controls, and VPN work to keep the cyber criminals at bay so we can focus on the work God has called us to do. <laughs> you can learn more for yourself, and we encourage you to do so. SaferNet.com. That's SaferNet.com. Or just look in the, for the link in our show notes. You'll be so glad for the peace of mind that this protection can bring. And you'll also see that with SaferNet on all your devices, your internet access significantly increases because it eliminates all the bad guys pounding on your door all day long. You know, Martha, I think before we go today, we really need to talk about the Boldly Conference. Love that. So, you know, let's just talk about what is the annual Boldly Conference that is coming up and just tell people what they can expect. It's on October 20th. I mean, I know we'll, we'll get into all those details, but, um, you know, Amy, why don't you just start with what was the desire behind the Polish Network to start this conference and, and telling women what they could be looking forward to when they attend? Yeah, thank you for that question. It was started in 2020, you know, and uh, the idea was created in 2020. And uh, and so we were really focused on how do we connect working women in a season where women are just so isolated and so unconnected, disconnected. But the heart for for Joy Dahl, who is the, boldly was her brainchild, is that she really wanted to provide a, a broad means of professional development for Christian women with a faith-forward perspective. And so that was kind of the heart of it. I'm going to let Catherine, I'm about to cough, so I'm going to let Catherine jump in here and share a little bit more about that. Yeah, so um, all the speakers are women who bring to the table experience in integrating their faith at work, experience in being successful in leadership, and so one of the things that we are always focused on is that every speaker provides biblical perspective and very practical tools that women can walk away with. This year, we're so excited. Our theme is to be renewed, be emboldened, and be transformed. And it's based on Romans 12, 1 and 2, you know, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And we're, we're just thrilled as I, I have been working with the speakers to fine tune their messages. And we've got Joe Saxton, Megan Alexander, Mindy Lawhorn, of course, Kat Armstrong, the found, the co-founder of Polished and many, many more. And Tracy Matthews will be talking about a tune as well. Um, just so many amazing speakers who really are going to drive home this sense of how can we invest in our personal development, our professional development, and then also our transformation. Mm. Amy, any final words you want to add to that as we um, just encourage people to join us for the Boldly Conference? Yes, thank you. Um, if you can, you know, we're, we're, we're not live streaming this year at the Boldly Conference. It's in person in Dallas. And, you know, that might mean a drive for some people if they want to attend in person. And I would encourage them if they want to meet other working women, we're going to have times of facilitation, times of networking. This would be such an opportunity to, to make that step of faith and say, I need this. I need personal growth. I need spiritual growth. This would be a great way of doing it. We are also selling the recording. And so if you maybe you're thinking, gosh, 
what's one step I can take in my own workplace that I can encourage women to grow in their, their leadership and in their faith? To gather a group of coworkers, to gather a group of women at your own church, working women at your own church, the Boldly Conference is an opportunity for them to do that. So if they're they're asking the Lord, I, I agree with all of this, I understand this, the Blessed Alliance, I know that I need to grow in my leadership and in, in my own faith, but I don't know what next step to take. The Boldly Conference would be a great next step for you to take. That and the Holy Spirit's tapping you on the shoulder right now if you're listening and saying, this might be what, what I have for you. I would encourage you uh, to take that step and, and to come to the Boldly Conference or to, to purchase the recording and watch it. It's an easy, low-hanging fruit. Excellent. And we and will one- have the links in the, in the show notes at the end. And I'm just so grateful for both of you for joining us today, Amy Cedrone and Catherine Gates from the Polish Network. And then we're specifically talking about the Boldly Conference that's coming up. And I'm excited because I'm going to be driving to Dallas myself to attend and on that is on October 20th. And I even have a promo code Martha20. So if there's anyone listening that would like to get some additional savings and uh, join me for that conference, I would love for you to do that. And let me know you're coming because I'd love to sit with you and we can uh, chat and, and be encouraged together in this process. And take a Martha selfie. And take a Martha selfie along the <laughs> way. We will have a table and door prizes and things like that as well. So thank you so much, everybody. I look forward to seeing you at the Boldly Conference. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work work for him. him. If it's easy to use, you'll use it. What if you had one place to monitor all the internet activity of everyone in your family? Attention, I Work For Him listeners. Safeguard your business and family with SaferNet VPN. We deliver top-notch cybersecurity with a user-friendly approach. Protect sensitive data with a virtual private network and shield loved ones from harmful content with 84 internet filters. Choose SaferNet VPN for peace of mind. Get secured now. Sign up with SaferNet.com. That's SaferNet.com. Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some, that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field. But for most of us, it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work, live, volunteer, and invest, that is your mission field. To learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement, check out our books, I Work For Him, She Works For Him, and I Retire For Him by going to iworkforhim.com slash bookstore. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online at IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. <laughs>